Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I did a bit of a comparison, by the way, on the price of a house in Canada versus the United States. Um, the average price of a house selling now in Niagara Falls, Ontario, is $741,907. In Niagara Falls, New York, you can take a little lob wedge and hit a ball that far. It's $155,000. So Niagara Falls, Ontario, 741907 In Niagara Falls, New York, it's one hundred fifty-five. dollars I tried to find a house over half a million in Niagara Falls, New York. Online, I had trouble. 6.9 million people in this country, including 1.8 million children. Follow me on Twitter, at the Roy Green Show. 1.8 million children are living in households where they don't know where the next meal's coming from. Let's be frank about it. And that's what we just talked about with Professor Valerie Tarasuk of the Department of Nutritional Sciences at the University of Toronto and a founding investigator at Proof. Our good friend Professor Sylvain Charlebois joins us, scientific director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University, author of four books, including Food Safety, Risk Intelligence, and Benchmarking. Sylvain, 1.8 million kids don't know if they're going to be eating later today in this country. That's horrible. And that's in Canada. It's 1.8 million uh, children too many, essentially. Uh, We need to take care of them. Um, A lot of people are able to cope with what's happening right now with our economy, but many are left behind. And uh, you have to think, children, I think I told you a few weeks ago on your show that... uh, based on on the data that um, that has been released by Statistics Canada, we actually believe that people are spending less money at the grocery store. I suspect that many people are skipping meals. And of those people, uh, many, I'm afraid, are children. And so that's really the... the the impact of higher interest rates is uh, is not insignificant. It's it's really critical to recognize that whatever's going on with shelter will have an impact on our ability to feed ourselves. And uh, the shift over the last 12 months has been unbelievably violent. I mean, we many people. Let's say you carry a, a mortgage. Of, of 500,000 uh, amortized over 25 years, say, uh, you're likely paying $13,000 $13, more a year to make sure you keep a roof over your head compared to last year. That's $13,000 for the same quality of life, same address. So if you want to trade down, if you want to actually keep that those payments under control, you'd, you, you would have to move or perhaps get someone else to move in with you to share costs. 
training down is much more difficult with shelter versus food. And that's exactly what's going on, Roy. At When people show up at the grocery store, they're trading down on food. Yeah. What's going on at the grocery store? I, I read a tweet of yours um, at Food Professor. Uh, what's going on at the grocery store? Price fixing? I'm concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a big bucket right now. A lot of people are, are putting greedflation and price fixing all in the same bucket. They're two very separate issues. I think uh, looking at inflation, uh, you are looking at an industry trying to cope with macroeconomic uh, uh, shifts. Market conditions have changed. And so companies are adapting. That's that's a natural thing to do. Uh, but price fixing, there's, uh, I'm hoping that all Canadians are with me on this one. There is no tolerance for price fixing. That's criminal. Uh, in the U.S., if you do that in an executive, you end up in jail. In Canada, you receive immunity from the Competition Bureau. And that's why I've always believed you go hard on people who are price fixing, it will actually make Canada a more attractive market to invest in. And I'm thinking of companies like Aldi and, and Little. And right now, when you see headlines like that, uh, like giving immunity to executives and companies, it, it, it doesn't reassure uh, investors coming from abroad. Sylvain, so are there any brighter lights for consumers as far as food is concerned? I think so. I mean, this week, uh, as you know, Roy, uh, StatScan uh, released uh, its data for June. Uh, the headliner was food inflation remained the same at, uh, at 8.3%, uh, 9.1% of the grocery store. But if you actually look closely at the data at the grocery store, uh, we're seeing a shift downwards um, from May to June. The food inflation rate did drop by 0.1%. It's it's not much, I know, I know, but we we will take all the help we can get. And so we are seeing less pressure put on prices at the grocery store. So that's really it's positive news, which also means for all of us uh, as consumers, we are we should be expecting more deals, more loss leaders at the grocery store over the next little while. Is there any way to project six months down the road? Well, how far down the road can we project? Well, that's kind of my job, Roy. I mean, uh, eight months ago, I guess now, uh, both you and I spoke about Canada's food price report in December of 2022. We did release our forecast for 2023. Mm -hmm. And at the time, uh, I did tell you and your listeners that uh, we are expecting the food inflation rate to, to be at the end of 2023, anywhere around five to 7%. We're still very comfortable with that forecast, uh, which means again, we're going in the right direction. It's been very slow. Uh, and I suspect it's been slower than most people <laughs> would want uh, it to be. But uh, that, I mean, basically it's a global phenomena. Canada still has the second lowest, food inflation rate amongst G7 countries. So it's, it's, not hard, it's not easy to deal with what we're dealing with. And, of course, we have Mother Nature throwing at us a lot of different things, droughts, flooding. Uh, there's, there's been some flooding in Nova Scotia, as you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, of course, uh, 
You have uh, labor disputes like the BC uh, ports situation, which really didn't help. Uh, that those ports uh, inbound and outbound uh, will handle anywhere between four to six thousand metric tons of food per day, consumable food per day, not bulk consumable food. So. All of these things happening all at once aren't helping. Of course, there's carbon pricing, which was implemented. New taxes were implemented on July 1st. That's going to put more pressure on, on food prices as well. So despite all that, we, are still, uh, we still believe that things are getting better. Yeah, now we just have to make sure that uh, somehow the grain from Ukraine makes it to the world. And maybe we can persuade certain individuals or governments or a government, to uh, understand that uh, the Western grain basket, Western Canadian grain basket, needs help, not a monitor with a, with a cane. So That's true. Actually, that's the miracle of the week, Roy. Uh, seven days ago, I thought, oh my goodness, the grain deal is going to end in Ukraine. Uh, Russia was walking away from uh, the U.N. grain deal, I thought, I thought. Futures would skyrocket. It did not happen. Uh, wheat prices have remained muted. Corn as well. Ukraine matters, but it doesn't matter as much as 15 months ago. Unfortunately, Ukraine did feed 400 million people on Earth before the invasion. Now, Ukraine is responsible for about 10 percent of global corn exports, about 5 percent of global wheat exports. It's still significant. But my guess, my guess, Roy, is that the end of the grain deal was priced in uh, in those prices, or or uh, we're seeing a region trying to figure out other ways to feed the world, and uh, and certainly that's good news. So overall, after one week, after the end of the great deal, I don't see how Canada is going to be impacted. So good news there. If you want to hear more. Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.